This is Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. We're looking at each other like we always look at each other while we're um, doing this like online and Jade's head is just like down. I just see like, I just see part of your head. It's just really funny. Um, Also, right before we started this, um, Bella just walked into the room and my nanny just texted me because I was like, where is the nanny? She goes, I'm so sorry. She was almost asleep in your room and I was on the porch with Charlie. I thought she was going to fall asleep. Oh, yeah, and then she came in. That's so hard. Bella's been doing these weird, like, random naps lately. Like, she'll just, like, fall asleep randomly, and she doesn't normally nap. So whenever you think she's going to fall asleep, she normally does. So, I don't know. It's really really funny. Quite the the morning. I always try to blame those on growth spurts. She is. Her leg keeps hurting her, and she keeps, like, it's obviously growing pains. And some nights, like, it'll keep her up, and I, like, she sleeps next to me, and She'll be moving around and like she won't stop moving. And then finally she'll be like, mommy, mommy, my leg hurts. And she can't really fall asleep until I give her Tylenol. Our kids are growing up. Oh my I, God. What's funny um, is I never realized how tall a four-year-old is. It's like, you know what I mean? When you pick up Bella, is she yeah. like so long? It makes me so sad. I'm like, wait, yeah. I didn't know four-year-olds get this tall. <laughs> You feel like a yeah. kid. No, it's it is true. Especially lately, whenever I pick her up, I'm like, oh, weird. But also Charlie's short for his age. So Belle's going to the doctor tomorrow for her like first doctor appointment in like two years or something. It's really bad. Bad mom moment. The other day I was like signing her up for uh pre-K and they need, you know, all these shot records and stuff. And they're like, Oh, well, we can send them to you, but uh she hasn't had a wellness check in two years. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're coming in <laughs> but um, yeah i think it's more yeah common so i don't even know about. like how much taller she's gotten oh yeah you know, it's yeah, so weird because normally you know you take your kid in she's been in for like a i guess a sick check but not like a wellness check and we're going we i signed them up for um swim classes so we're doing that tomorrow which means i have to get in the water I'm not looking forward to that. Oh, you you do? Is you, you have to get in the water with with Charlie, like well, in his class, or with Charlie? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's so hard to get lessons here, and the only reason I'm really doing it right now is because like we don't have a pool, but Evan's neighborhood has a pool, and he takes them all the time, and um. He has made, you know, no arrangements to teach them to swim. So I am taking that upon myself to do it. So I mean, it's smart. I we just talked about one piece yesterday. You did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I hate swimsuit shopping. I well, I was like, I can't like get in this pool with these children wearing like this skimpy bikini. You know what I mean? Like it's so weird. Like, what do you do? You buy a, like a one piece that like looks I'm still I'm gonna wear like shorts over it. Like I'm not I feel so awkward. <laughs> um, at least they make really cute one pieces nowadays. You know, I feel like they one do. pieces I got are mine almost, at Target. They're almost trendy, so they make cuter one pieces. Although I agree, like the coverage on swimsuits now for the butt, there's n- is non-existent. <gasps> the like butt. every every it's swimsuit so is square is a thong. It's like <laughs> it is a thong. I feel like we just I, I sidebarred this whole thing. Um, <laughs> One exciting thing, today we have uh, our guest, um, 
is, I mean, I would say now like a friend, uh, Dr. Jeffco. We met her at, um, we, you know, guys, we were talking about that bouncy house event in New York. We met her at this event and we're having her come on today to um, talk about pelvic floor, to talk about bladder leaks, incontinence, all of the, all of the things that we don't normally talk about. And she's going to help us through it because hot mom summer is upon us. Yes. Go get your one piece. (laughs) Get out there. (laughs) Yeah. We all want to have fun this summer. I think I like one of the statistics that Poise did was like 84% of moms want to be out doing things this summer that that they lost during the pandemic. You know, like we all everybody, it's just everyone in general. Everybody just wants to get back out and safely have Mm a awesome summer so we all deserve it so get out there have a hot mom summer don't let anything hold you back and um dr jeff coat's gonna talk to us about options to help us with that so all right well let's take a short break and when we come back we will have dr jeff coat on Hello, Dr. Jeffco. We're so excited to have you on. Long time no see. Thanks for having me, Carly and Jade. We're so excited. Um, we just saw you, when what, was that, like three weeks ago? Yeah, around yeah, time. New York. At a bouncy house event for Poise. We were talking about Poise Ultra Thin Pads with Wings and about bladder leaks and all b- bouncing together in joy because we <laughs> actually had something that worked for our bladder leaks. Yeah. Um, no, we've actually talked yeah. about this event quite a bit um, the past couple episodes because yes. Carly and I were so excited to see each other for the first time and like two and a half years and then it was like the world's biggest bouncy house and I was like when do we get to do something fun like this so we've talked about it quite a bit but even though I feel like women's health is being more talked about nowadays there's still so many things that seem like taboo or people just don't publicly talk about because of the stigma or the shame behind it and I think peeing yourself like bladder leaks is definitely one of those things like (laughs) It's kind of embarrassing because you think yes. about exactly. I think about children, you know, like children who like pee their beds, like they're made fun of. So as an adult, you're like, this doesn't feel civilized if I can't control my bladder. But it's like sometimes you literally can't control your bladder. So what do you do? <laughs> you know, and I think that it's amazing that there's so many options like physical therapy now. Um, for your pelvic floor but during those times you still need a backup some people don't have access to right to physical therapy so it's like it's nice when there's a company like poise that comes in and then brings in a doctor like you who can kind of just like bring it to the forefront and talk about things that some women are going through and maybe they don't know how to talk about it themselves you know yeah exactly i mean it's such a common Uh, occurrence for women. One in three women experience bladder leaks. So the fact that it's not talked about more, honestly, always kind of shocks me. (laughs) So, um, you know, and and a lot of times it happens after childbirth. And, you know, women, the average age for women to even seek care for uh, bladder leaks is seven years. So, you know, it's a long time to be, it's a long time to be peeing your pants and not (laughs) jumping in bouncy houses and trampolines. Why do you think it is that women, the conversation has been opened up for so long about talking about periods, but not about bladder leaks? I I feel like um, there's just more of a stigma. Like everyone knows they have their period. And I I don't even know. I think there's a stigma around talking about your periods too, um, honestly. Yeah, well, that's true. 
Although yeah, we do but, talk about it all over here. <laughs> yeah. But but bladder leaks is definitely um, like just highly, it's, it's embarrassing, right? Like people do start to change their activities. They sometimes will socially withdraw because they don't want to go to this party yeah. because they're afraid they might pee their pants. And it just, it becomes right. a very embarrassing thing. And even though it's really common, um, women don't, I think, realize what a community they have. And so they're just quiet about it and they suffer in silence, even though, um, you know, like Poise did do some like independent research with almost 1200 women and like 60% of those women blamed their bladder leaks on childbirth. So, you know, just knowing how many, you think like the mom's groups that you form, right? Like right if you have your babies and I don't know, mm-hmm. my mom's group, there was like 10 women, like six out of those 10 women were probably peeing their pants. And we never talked about it in any of my mom's group classes. But with my mom's, for sure, you can bet I brought up the conversation with all of them. My mom growing up always, she she never did anything because she was worried she was going to get a bladder leak. I mean, really, like, I remember from a young age her saying like, oh, well, I can't, you know, I can't run. I can't jump on the trampoline. Mm-hmm. I can't uh, go on that ride. I can't. There were so many things that were just, I can't do that because my bladder will leak. And I always remember being like, God, that's so sad. But then that's just where the conversation ended, you know? Yeah. Your mom didn't even have like the PT option. I would say like for pelvic health physical therapy, it started really picking up steam in like the 1980s and 90s, but mm. not really significantly so, I would say, until like early to early to mid 2000s. So mm. and part of that, you know, has just been the physical therapists themselves doing what they can to increase awareness with their yeah. within their community, within their referring providers um, now on social media, just trying to help women not not feel alone and not feel like what they have is normal and there's something they can do about it. And while they're trying to fix the underlying problem, they can still enjoy activities by using uh, products that are made for incontinence specifically. I honestly didn't really know that there was a difference in pads between period pads and bladder leak pads. I didn't, I just didn't realize that until obviously recently um, Poise opened my mind for that for sure. Can you explain a little bit of that? Why they are so different? Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, period pads are made to absorb at a slow rate, like a slow period flow. Um, But the incontinence pads from Poise are specifically made to manage like bursts or gushes like faster flow. Mm, So, um, and there is like a different substrate makeup so that it can absorb in the way it needs to absorb. So what most people are doing though, um, this was, you know, independent research that they did and sort of what, what we're talking about here is they found that women are going to the period aisle and using period pads instead of the products that, that are meant to use to design, uh, to absorb the incontinence leak. So if you're using the wrong product, then you're still going to leak. It's not made. Mm-hmm. It's not made for that. And it's not going to keep you dry like the period or like the incontinence pads will, will keep you dry. It's a different product and that's why it's in a different aisle. But there is a stigma with going down the incontinence aisle, right? Like mm-hmm. totally think about like the diapers and mm-hmm. they're not really even aware that there's these like ultra thin pads that Poise has put out that 
it's just like wearing a thin period pad, right? It's not going to feel any different to them. Um, mm-hmm. It's just yeah. they got to go to that other aisle. <laughs> when I went down that aisle um, to buy my my poise pads, um, I remember like going down there and, I, and seeing all the like adult diapers. And I'm like, oh my God, is this my future? Like, <laughs> is this what I'm going to have to wear? But they they honestly, you can't feel them at all. Like, I think that's like the nice thing is like when we were wearing ours at the bouncy house, like I couldn't even tell that I was wearing one, but it's nice to know that it's like got your back just in case you need it. But it's it didn't feel, I don't know, like demoralizing or like maybe like degrading if, you know, if that's like kind of like the feeling, the stigma behind it as well. No one's going to yeah. know, right? Because you're not going right. to leak and it's not going to be on your pants. So it keeps your <laughs> private issue private. Oh my gosh, I have a story. And I think I've told it on here before. But um, just like a month ago, I was in Miami and I had a layover to come back home. And my first flight was late. And so the minute I landed, they were already calling last call to like shut the gate for my other flight. So I had to sprint down the airport and people were like cheering me on like I am full out sprinting but I had to go pee so bad on the plane and I didn't have time to stop that every time I was running I was like having like a little spurt of pee so I'm no one knows as I'm going I'm like peeing myself and I didn't have any protection in my (laughs) underwear it was perfect timing when um we started working with poise because I was like oh my god I wish I would have had one Um, because then I had to go and like sit down because the plane was literally about to take off in my wet, which is so gross in my wet pants, you know, like it's, it's like one of those situations. And it was, it's really funny to like look back at and laugh at, but like in that moment I was like, this is awful. This is awful. I have to sit here. And then I have to go. And once the plane took off, I was able to go and like clean myself up, but it was just gross. Yeah. And that meaning and using the right product can prevent that whole situation from happening completely. and then you just swap the pad out and feel fresh again yeah absolutely yeah it would have it would have taken care of everything i've used poise pads forever i used them um to make uh pad sickles that like where you put like witch hazel aloe and i put like lavender on them and then you freeze them for right after you have a baby yeah and i used like the big thick poise pads and i remember <clears throat> They were so, they're so soothing, like when you make padsicles. But right after I had Bella, I would lean over and my entire bladder would leak into the pad. And I thought, is like, yeah, is this going to be like my life forever? Is like, it, it always, like, I mean, my entire bladder, it was just cr- so scary because, you know, there's so many things that happen postpartum right after and for years that you just never really knew but I also was always so annoyed because my entire bladder would leak all over this like really nice like soothing pad and then I'd be like man now I gotta go get another one out of the freezer yeah and it can be so scary um I think for a lot of new moms they they definitely experience um, bladder leaks and urinary incontinence. And the the research does show that like women that are still leaking at six months postpartum continue to leak like that same percentage mm. are leaking five years postpartum. But that's where also like pelvic floor physical therapy comes in to try to help change those stats for women. Is there anything that women who are saying like, yes, I have that, uh, um, that can't, maybe they can't afford it or, um, they feel like they don't have time to go somewhere. Is there anything that they could do 
at home to strengthen their pelvic floor? Yeah, and that's where the tricky part comes in because sometimes it's not just about strengthening the pelvic floor, at least initially, if your Mm -hmm. pelvic floor muscles are short and tight or overactive. um, If you strengthen them, they just continue to get short and tight. And when they're in that state, it is actually, it's very uh, very weak. So um, for people that might be home and can Google this or earmark this for later, there's something called a length tension curve. And if you look up the image for that, it basically looks like a bell-shaped curve. And at the top of the curve is your strongest amount of force you can produce. But at either end, those low ends of the curve, it is um, very weak. And so that short and tight is weak. So oftentimes we need to um, lengthen before we can strengthen. Um, But for other women, it can be appropriate to also start strengthening right away. And that can come in the form of pelvic floor contractions, which most people know as kegels, um, Mm. or other like core work. So it's not just about doing a bunch of kegels all the time. There's like some deep core work using your um, transverse abdominis or your deep internal corset muscle that works with your pelvic floor. But it's, it's, it's hard, uh, you know, because OBGYNs aren't trained to assess for an overactive pelvic floor. The majority of them, they just, it's not in their training. So mm-hmm. a pelvic floor PT is the best way. Um, on my website, I have a ton of blog articles. So I have sample progressions for the six, the first six weeks postpartum. For example, cool. I had that article published in the International Childbirth Education Association Journal. So it gives like a sample program of like core work and a sample Kegel progression. But if that's not working for you, if you're not seeing any improvement, you might have an overactive pelvic floor and you might need to try to find somebody that can help, you know, address that in person. Or my book is really targeted for women with painful sex, but those women have an overactive pelvic floor. Mm. So it can be a good way to do self-treatment for an overactive pelvic floor if just focusing on the strengthening initially isn't working for you. Do bladder leaks happen in men? (laughs) Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> they do happen to men. Who asked that? I, I couldn't tell who was asking me. that question. They I'm do, just curious because I was thinking, God, why do we deal with so much? And I was like, why isn't this happening? <laughs> it's super, It's a lot less common in men. So men have typically, they have a more narrow and therefore stable pelvis. So it's called an android pelvis. Um, Women have a gynecoid pelvis, which is wider and requires more on ligament and muscular support um, Mm -hmm. versus, because we don't have as much bony support like the men do. So, you know, you couple the fact that we have the wider pelvis for childbirth and then the trauma that we endure during childbirth, but even just being pregnant increases your risk of pelvic floor dysfunction. So I've had plenty of women that have had C-sections and they still have bladder leaks because Uh, just the weight of the baby, the changes mm -hmm. in posture, the weakness of the abdominal muscles, that all contributes to incontinence as well. Uh, You also have the woman that pushed first and then it needed to have a C-section. So they kind of have all all the things they're recovering from at that point. So yeah, but men, it's a lot less common. And typically when men have that issue is like when they're much older after prostate surgery. So that that can cause pelvic floor issues like incontinence. Yes, they do, but it's super rare. And women can have an android pelvis and men can have a gynecoid pelvis. It's just sort of like 
how the medical community defines the pelvic shape, but typically women have like the childbirthing pelvis. It makes sense though with pregnant women um, that you could have a C-section though and still experience bladder leaks. Because have you ever seen those videos where they show where all your other organs go when you're pregnant? Like the bladder gets squished to nothing. (laughs) It's It's like that poor bladder is just getting like... So it makes a lot of sense that, I mean, yeah. all our organs have to And you get stretch on your pelvic floor. Yeah, yeah. Yep, they do. Yeah. And when you couple that with like the core weakness, right? Like our bellies get bigger, all mm-hmm. our abdominal muscle layers stretch, our pelvic floor is stretching, and that stretching can create weakness as well. That's sort of that other end of that bell-shaped curve. Stretching, if muscles are too stretched, they're weak. I remember, especially after my boys, my second and third birth, Um, postpartum having to wear like those really like compressed shorts to hold my stomach in just so Mm. I could breathe because I felt like my diaphragm was like falling down and out of my like just down to my bladder pretty much like my diaphragm is just down and I couldn't breathe and so I just remember that weak stomach feeling all that all that just being so weak and having to have that compression so it may, it's just our bodies go through so much. <laughs> yeah. And there's not enough education around no. how you can mitigate those feelings postpartum or, and, you know, help make yourself feel more comfortable, lead an active life while you're trying to recover. I mean, and when it comes to bladder leaks, like women will become less active that'll be harder for them to lose weight. And carrying extra weight, of course, comes with health considerations. Like why the medical community, like insurance companies aren't just offering 100% paid for, you know, six to 12 pelvic PT sessions for every woman, woman, they would save, they would save millions of dollars a year if they did some like proactive care with these women. It's so interesting. Um, I love that you're talking about this because I feel like there's a lot of women who don't know these things. So it's like, it's nice to know that there is options out there and that you don't have to always just live with something like this. Um, I think that's like the hard part. We often feel like we just have to live with it, right? And then it does kind of, it kind of does snowball, like you were saying, all the other things that happen because yeah, we're being less active or whatever may be happening in our lives. And yeah, I mean, and we all as moms, because I'm a mom too, I have an almost 15 year old and a 12 year old, like, we end up with so much mom guilt from what <laughs> the activities that we miss. And yeah. like two and five moms that have bladder leaks, they'll miss events because they because they just don't want to leak, right? They want to avoid that embarrassment. So right. yeah, you know, I, I feel as a pelvic floor PT, it's essential for women to improve their symptoms. So they're not always having to manage with product, but there are really helps them leave that active lifestyle in the meantime. Hot mom summer is upon us. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking about hot mom summer. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I also like that the new poise uh, pads with wings have the wings. That was like a game changer for me is just like that extra little like wing that just holds it in place for you. So I feel like that was like, that's such a game changer. Can you, uh, you were talking about your website and your book. Can you tell us where we can find all of, all of the things? Yeah. So, um, so my website is feminapt.com. That's F-E-M-I-N-A. 
PT, like petertom.com. And I have like a very prolific blog and my published articles on there. So that's where you can find like the six week postpartum article, which gives everyone a great like conservative jumping off point. Uh, my book is called Sex Without Pain, a self-treatment guide to the sex life you deserve. And that's available on Amazon um, and other like uh, all retailers, basically. <laughs> you can find it there. Amazing. Yeah. So, but, and like I said, that can help if you have an overactive pelvic floor, even if painful sex is not your, your consideration. Um, I do have one more question before you go, since we were talking about hot mom summer and we all did the bouncy house, but what's one, cause you're a mom, what's one fun thing that you're participating in this summer with your kids? Oh, I'm not holding back. Um, I mean, we're going to Kauai at the end of June. So, I mean, I'm going to be snorkeling like every day, like every single day. Oh, good for you. Yeah. And hiking. I mean, I live a very active lifestyle, so I'm going to continue to be active throughout, throughout the summer, cannonballs in the pool. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) You sound like the fun mom. I love it. I, I I like to be the fun mom. I don't know if you ask my kids if they'd agree, but they're at that age. I get the eye rolls. So oh, in it. like five years, they will. <laughs> I know. I think I'm being so cool and they're just like, oh, the eye rolls. Oh, oh my goodness. I no, love my, it. My son just started eye rolling at me and he's two and a half, but it's so cute when he does it. It's not going to be cute forever, but it's cute right nope. now. well thank you so much for being with us we really appreciate it yeah thank you guys both for having me nice chat i will say there's so many so many times we talk about uh bladder leaks i feel like we don't have all the information and I love having someone come on that actually knows what they're talking about instead of just us complaining all the time. Because <laughs> I do, I feel like I I complain, obviously, about bladder leaks. I complain about, you know, postpartum issues. And it's really nice to have someone come on and say like, oh, well, you're not alone. And here's the reason your body's doing that, you know, instead of yeah. just being like, I'm so frustrated. It's like, oh, this is why your body's doing that. And here are some things to help with that. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really pelvic floor health is interesting in general. Like if you Google your pelvic floor and you see like what it is exactly and how it holds all those organs and then what happens when it's weak, like she was saying, like why you're experiencing probably more than just bladder leaks, probably other things in your body that you don't realize that are all tied together. And so I, I like that she, like you said, is explaining it. So it's not just a problem, but there's like an explanation. And then there's also solutions. I'm such like a problem solution yeah. person. I'm like, here's the problem. What's my solution? So it's it's nice to have somebody, like you said, we talk about having it, but we also want somebody to come on and say like, yeah. here are your options. You don't have to just like live with this. So it's nice. Yes, I know. I feel like I'm the opposite. I'm like, I just complain about something <laughs> like forever. And then I'm like, whatever, I hate it. And then, like I never actually get to step two. <laughs> but today we got to step two and three and four and five and, and on and on and on. The ease of talking to her is so nice. She is a very good conversationalist. And I really appreciate right. that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Sometimes way easier. Sometimes it's hard because like, Somebody may have a book and they want you to read their book instead of just giving you the answers. But sometimes we're like, can you right. give us like a little like snack? Just a like, just little bit. You know, drop yeah, a little. Yeah, we need a snack. 
<laughs> yeah. We don't need the whole meal. We, whole we just snack, need a snack, please. <laughs> we want some Cheez-Its before our pizza. God. Uh, oh, man. The amount of Cheez-Its my children eat. Talking in the language um, of a toddler. Snacks. I saw this uh, Instagram today, and it was like, how to make a, like your toddler's favorite meal. And it was this person that had these empty plates, and like they were just like pouring nothing Nothing. into a pan (laughs) and then stirring nothing oh my gosh (laughs) and they kept doing that like they had different ingredients but there were no ingredients (laughs) toddlers are insane with food even like the other day we had pizza which is like sure bet right and brooks all of a sudden is like he goes i don't like pizza i'm like what when did you stop oh my gosh my kids are doing the same thing Like it's pizza. I just said this to my mom yesterday. I was like, every time I order a pizza now, they're like, I want pizza. And then they do not eat the pizza. Yeah. What is up with that? It's so weird. What is (laughs) up with that? I don't know. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. And I can't eat their pizza because I'm gluten free. So it's really honestly Uh, very frustrating in a waste. Now I just freeze it. Yeah. I hope that one day they'll want it again. (laughs) Anyway. Well, you guys, thank you (laughs) so much so much for listening we love you we uh are so we are just so blessed to have you guys listening to us because we wouldn't be here had it not been for you guys listening so thank you so much 